Hello everyone and thank you for listening to my very first Choose Happy podcast. Um, thank you for even supporting me to do this and I don't know where I'm going with this. I've never recorded a podcast before. I don't even know if this is going to record fully and be able to upload. So fingers crossed because I'm doing this very last minute. So yeah, today is actually Valentine's Day which was not planned in part of my release. I didn't realise it was going to be Valentine's Day. So, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I hope that you all have the most love-filled days, whether you are single or not. And, yeah, thanks again for taking time out of your day to listen to let alone me. So, anyone that doesn't know me or already follow my Instagram page, Choose Happy, Not Hungry, because um, it's my first podcast, I'll just do like a little brief overview of who I am, why I'm doing this podcast, and yeah, I'll keep it brief because, you know, I don't want to talk about myself the whole time. So, my name's Caitlin, I am from the UK, if you can't tell, um, I don't know if anyone outside of the UK will listen, but just to be sure, <laughs> um, I'm 23 and I was diagnosed as bulimic in September 2019 and then I was discharged as healthy in September 2020 so that's now five months ago wow that's so long ago yeah um so then a few months later, I then started my Choose Happy page, which is called Choose Happy Not Hungry on Instagram, which was just a little form of extra therapy for me, really, I would say. Just somewhere that I could put those kind of posts and try and be positive about things and share more awareness without it being on my personal Instagram account in case I just wanted to delete it and pretend like it never happened. So I did it, the response was overwhelming, I really didn't expect anyone to care, I thought I might get a couple of messages of people being like, oh I didn't even know you went through this, um, so thanks for sharing, but I really, really did not expect the reaction that I did get, and it's just kind of tumbled from there, I didn't expect to do a post every day, but that's what I've fallen into, it feels natural, I just... I love now getting messages of people saying I've helped and hopefully this podcast helps too. I know some people are more audio learners than writing and it feels a bit more personal. So yeah, I'm going to try and mirror some things. I don't know where I'm going with the series. I'm not, I'm just going to go as we go along. But yeah, so my personal relationship with eating disorders was started maybe around 15, 16. I got unwell doing my GCSEs in my final year of high school, which resulted in my attendance being something so ridiculous, like 40%. And part of that was I had a sickness bug, so I was just sick all the time and I lost weight and whatever. And then when I finally was able to come back to school, the exam stress was just insane it was you need to catch up you've been off too much and then that 
it was felt safe for me to be unwell because then I could go home and that was where if you were unwell they wouldn't pressure you or you're allowed to just lay in bed all day and it just felt the safest so I think I kind of allowed myself to get more and more unwell and I was such a recluse I would cry if my mum made me go to Asda I was so agoraphobic I could not go anywhere I hated the thought of even being in the car and my stomach rumbling I was so insecure and anxious about anything to do with um my stomach eating vomiting anything and then as I slowly started to get better on that front I then went to college which did really help it brought into my horizons I'm not gonna lie the first few months were actual hell because I was so anxious all the time and I had to get two buses there and but pushed through and then that's where I would say it slightly tipped into becoming obsessive because I'd lost that control in my outdoor world in like not being able to go to places and everything that then tipped into I was so obsessive over what I ate I would eat the same thing every day same thing for breakfast same thing for lunch um I do over like I would over exercise all the time and that is without a doubt when I've been at my smallest weight probably about 17 18 um I'm not going to go into weights unless people specifically want me to so if you do give me that feedback and I can maybe do it next week or whatever but that would have been when I was my smallest weight and then it just kind of that my mum and some people in my life were saying oh you're too thin you're too whatever and you need to start gaining weight but and you need to start being less rigid with food but that then was my only um way of disordered eating I wasn't purging I wasn't vomiting um it was just my obsession I would read the backs of things I would specifically make the um what's it called like the portion size I would literally weigh food and like use the exact milliliter of milk even if it was dry and disgusting or salt on anything I wouldn't put mayonnaise on anything I'd just eat dry bland boring literally eating to survive not because I enjoyed anything at all um and then as I started to get a little bit older than that I went into work um my eating kind of got better I relaxed more into it um I wasn't so bothered about I can't eat gluten I can't eat dairy all these things that I was so obsessive about which obviously resulted in a natural weight gain this is then when the bombardment of skinny tea ads and boom board ads or all these ridiculous lollipops that make you lose a stone in half an hour that was when they started to get to me without me knowing and it was oh that's such a quick fix I can do that because I've been eating too much but then if I drink this tea at night I'll wake up and it'll be fine, it'll have counteracted it, whatever. So I was massively abusing them. And then when they stopped working, I would then went on to laxative abuse and then that carried on for years. And I couldn't work, I couldn't whatever. I was fainting all the time and I was constantly going to specialists trying to find out what was wrong with me because I was so, so in denial that 
it was anything to do with my eating completely. I just thought that was normal. Everyone does that. Yeah, it was... I've been to every specialist known to man. Like, if you need... If you're going for a test at the doctor and you want advice on it, I've probably had it. So, just hit me up. (laughs) And then I was in... At that time, I was in a very, very manipulative and unhealthy relationship, which really did not help whatsoever. My self-esteem was shattered. I didn't know what was what was left, what was right, what was what was down. Everything was distorted on the boundaries of healthy and what I should be doing, what I shouldn't. And um, that relationship was very unsupportive of my eating and illness it was very always shrugged off as you're fine you're fine anything anything to do with illness was always you're fine you're being dramatic so again that was difficult and very easy then for me internally to just accept that because when you have an eating disorder or any form of disordered eating 95% of the time you adapt secrecy with that you become very good at putting on this mask every day and you eat your meal in front of people or people will think you're really healthy and you just go along with that narrative because it's comfortable and it's easier and nobody will challenge you on that. So hearing from someone so close to me in my life saying, you are fine, you don't need anything, just um, you're healthy, whatever, this is normal. I was so easily like sound amazing let's just get on with life so then the negative impact of that relationship just led to the constant decline of my mental health well-being my eating disorder it just it completely took over my body and my life I was just so exhausted and drained by that and then I started to add vomiting to my eating disorder so I would binge and then I would be purging by vomiting Um, but with binges there are two different types so you can be just a normal binge which is where you're eating substantial amounts of food till you feel unwell it's usually in really large quantities you feel out of control like you can't stop and you just eat and eat and eat until you physically cannot eat anymore and then there are what's called subjective binges where you eat not very much at all or just a standard size portion which there isn't really standard size but you know what i mean but you feel like you've eaten a substantial amount more so that's where that's the category I fell in most of the time I was subjectively binging so I would eat maybe two biscuits but then feel like I had eaten so much and I was going to gain weight and I was terrified and all these emotions then started to come in so then I would purge which obviously the combination of those two resulted in me losing a lot of weight which is finally where some friends started to notice a little bit more and don't get me wrong they'd noticed I'd not always had the best relationship with food um I was always that one on a night out that was sick or wouldn't have a takeaway at the end or whatever but it took it took more 
for one of our friends to finally intervene. She did, got help, and then sounds really easy, but here I am now. And then I started my recovery. I did a guided recovery. So I followed the steps through a recovery book called How to Stop Binge Eating. I can share that more if people want to, but obviously your recovery is recommended by your personal therapist so it it can be different um that took well it took almost a year from being admitted there to leaving but I didn't actually start my recovery for the first maybe three months so I would say maybe a good nine months of solid working it took and yeah it was the best thing I ever did it wasn't easy right absolutely no stretch of the imagination and am I cured? No, I hate that word because it's just part of who I am. I'm never going to have a 100% healthy relationship with food, whatever that healthy relationship means. I'm always going to have them odd days where I might struggle or I'll eat a meal and something might trigger me. Like feeling excessively full does still trigger me now sometimes. So it's the point of your recovery is to get to a point where you can control it enough that it's not controlling you and if those days start to come that you know how to help yourself you know to take that step back take a deep breath and that you will be okay because you will recovery is hard and ugly and snotty and tearful but it is also the most rewarding thing to slowly feel like your life is coming back so I started I ended my very very toxic relationship in I can't remember just after Christmas maybe and then I started my recovery in January at the start and it was like I'd been reborn you will slowly feel like you can go out and eat again, like you can just nip to the shop and buy ready-made pot of pasta. You don't have to make a specific brand choice anymore. You don't have to... Your control that you thought you had is gone because you never really had control. It, it goes from you controlling what you eat to it controlling you so fast that you can't see it happening but yeah that is my quick story and for my recovery because I'd come out of a very like because of the situation I've been in I was like I'm gonna do my recovery I want to be single I want to um just not have that tie because obviously I had a very negative view on relationships then I just thought that sort of made me ill I don't have that space anymore I need to be 110 percent only focusing on me I don't have anything to give if someone is whatever but a few months later I met my now boyfriend who is amazing love of my life um could not honestly be happier um and yes that was the worst possible time and yes I very much tried to tell him that and it wasn't, it's not been plain sailing from the start, he would tell you that himself, but it has been so worth it. He's been the most supportive and loving 
a person I could ever ask for. He, he didn't fully understand. He learnt about it. He would read about it. He reads every single one of my posts. He helps with my posts. He's, um, he's sat on Xbox now whilst I'm recording this. So, because he wants to be there. And I can honestly tell you that if anyone out there feels that their relationship is not allowing them to be who they are and to be the best version of themselves, I know it's not easy, but you need to leave because you can never be truly you if someone is taking part of that away. And there is that right person out there that is someone that will treat you right and support you right that's not just selfishly just needing to get what they need out of things and not caring about you so yeah the change in my life is insane I'm so happy now I have a full-time job doing something I love and yeah I have a boyfriend obviously a full-time one (laughs) um but yeah whilst it's Valentine's Day and obviously part of my story was surrounding that I thought I would do a tiny little bit on relationships today which I decided about five minutes before I started recording this so yeah it was just if you are not happy leave it is so 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 much better to be happy on your own than to just be with someone because you want to be with someone you will lose yourself completely I can promise you that and it can only lead to bad things and if you are not meant to be with someone you are not meant to be with them you can cling on for life and it will never one day just get better if you've been in the same cycle having the same arguments having constantly saying I wish you were more romantic or I wish you were you came on more walks with me or tried to get into my hobbies if you feel like you've been saying those things for that amount of time and they haven't changed it's because they don't want to change people do not change if they do not want to and it is as simple as that you can't want that for two people it's just not enough and a healthy relationship will not leave you questioning that healthy is support and guidance and somebody giving you your space to be who you are my boyfriend now has come into my life and never wanted to change anything about me and I'm sure if he could there might be some things he would change I don't know if anything he's encouraged me more to get out there and tell my story and be fun and he encourages me to have my own time because that's something that I like to do I get I find it can be overwhelming sometimes being with people a lot so yeah but just a couple of pointers that I think are so important and especially in my society that we can get a bit blindsided by things so within a relationship if your boyfriend is or girlfriend slightly bordering on control control is not cute controlling isn't protective there is a massive difference someone being protective is if you were out for drinks and someone at the bar wouldn't stop hitting on you and maybe they kept touching you protective is your partner then coming over and helping you in that situation 
controlling is your partner not even letting you be in that situation or them victim blaming you in that situation for well why did you wear that what did you say to him you must have said something to make him touch you there are massive differences and abuse within a relationship is not always physical it can be which is sometimes a lot harder to see when it's emotional abuse because you can brush it off and be like it was an argument or I'm not sure it might have not meant this or but it it's not okay and people do that from a place of insecurity so as an example one of my ex-boyfriends once told me we'd had an argument because I'd been on a night out and I think he'd been on a night out also and it was something like oh do you want to meet up at the end of this night out I can't remember our friendship groups were quite close and he would always refuse he would never want to see me on a night out would literally like close enough to block my number would not text me back nothing um and it was because he just hated that people would pay me attention on nights out even though I would never act on that I would I've never cheated I'd never crossed the line or even come close to the line he just hated that because that was an own insecurity in him that he felt like I was attractive and could people found me attractive and whatever so we were having this argument and he said I would just feel so much better if you were pregnant so that when you went on nights out people would know that you were mine now that is not a cute sentence but I understand that some people in some situations might think oh that's so sweet he wants me to be engaged so that people know he's mine and you are not someone else's you're not a possession that is manipulative and controlling and that then in turn made me eventually stop wanting to go on nights out as much and start actually thinking oh is that something that we should be doing to make him feel better and no 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 never ever ever let someone take things away from you that you enjoy if you enjoy going on nights out with the girls don't let someone take that away from you yes relationships are about compromise but they are not about control it should be healthy and you will know I promise you you will know so back to eating info since starting the page I have noticed and obviously through my own personal journey etc I've noticed there are some common things that we can often not know about eating disorders or common myths that actually aren't true etc so I thought we could I thought I would share a few of those now so one of the big ones that affected me was I had no idea that eating disorders could be categorized with laxative abuse and even drug abuse as well to make however that can alter your weight I just assumed oh you've not got an eating disorder unless you are making yourself sick which is not true you can I could have been diagnosed as bulimic way before I started doing that 
another one was I was constantly on the borderline of oh no I'm fine I'm healthy because I'm a healthy weight I thought again you had to be like frail and barely able to walk and your organs shutting down and just so 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 little and the smallest weight possible is what I thought you had to be to be categorized as an eating disorder which is not true for certain eating disorders you do part of the um, criteria for diagnosis is being underweight but for others it is not and I would say a very high percentage of people with eating disorders are what society and your doctor would class as healthy so yeah don't don't allow yourself to make that excuse because that is what I did and it's amazing how unhealthy your body can be whilst you're at this perfect healthy weight because my heart was under strain I was close to my teeth burning from the acidity in vomit I was going to the dentist every three months ish that wasn't for too long maybe a year um my stomach was constantly bloated and in pain I always 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 felt like someone was choking me because of the bruising in my throat from making myself sick um I got something called costochondritis which is inflammation in all of the bones in your rib cage and chest area which I still do have now actually but not as bad it comes and goes and that again was from the strain on my body of making myself vomit it's amazing how things can be affecting you and you can just brush them off as other things my hair was falling out and so lifeless and I constantly looked unwell I'm very pale naturally so it really doesn't take much to make me look um a little bit like a zombie so (laughs) yeah I looked really unwell but that was always I've not been on holiday I've um I'm just tired there's honestly the excuses we could make for ourselves are astronomical like I could have wrote a book on excuses it amazes me that I even I can't even say those things to myself anymore without being like Caitlin you actually sound ridiculous like please never say that again it is truly about holding yourself accountable and that is not easy and don't confuse that with being your own worst enemy it is not about that recovery is not about telling yourself all the things you've done wrong and all the things you need to improve it is learning to love yourself but also learning how to tell yourself when you haven't had the best day and every day isn't going to be like that some days yeah you might have eaten something that you know triggers you or you might have allowed yourself to binge or do some behavior that isn't good for you for example my one of my worst triggers was alcohol because obviously you can feel 
naturally sick when you drink a lot and I hated that feeling of being drunk and out of control but I would still do that so eventually I just had to hold myself completely accountable and say you are allowing yourself to do this you can't blame anyone else when you fell off your recovery you've lost your streak of not making yourself sick because you've allowed yourself to drink too much and that wasn't beating myself up about it it was just knowing that I was wasn't doing what was right for me and that I needed to change and yes I still drink I am actually six out of ten hungover today because me and my boyfriend and his mum drank so much red wine last night but I'm not complaining and yes a little bit of me last night did get that drunk feeling and think oh maybe I should go be sick maybe I should go and do this the voice in your head the eating disorder voice she's a bitch let me just say that first she is a bitch but sometimes she comes and with the recovery she comes less and less but she can still come but part of that was no I am safe I am healthy I'm having a nice time and no I don't need to do this and luckily for me now I'm in a very supportive relationship that I can just say to my partner oh I just had a weird feeling and then I just have a glass of water stay chill and then if I didn't feel like I wanted to carry on drinking that's okay I know that triggering me now that is what your recovery is about it is learning what's best for you and how to how to put that fire out internally when you start to get those feelings rather than just letting it blaze and blaze and just burn you to the ground because that is literally what it will do well I don't know how long I've been talking for there but I feel like I should be coming around to the half an hour mark soon I hope because I'm just going to start rambling um thank you for listening to my first podcast I promise I will learn more give me as much advice as you want tell me what you want me to talk about I want this to be as helpful informative as much of a community as possible I don't care if five of you listen if I help that five of you I want to know you I want people to give me that feedback and just anything I can do to help if you want to hear anything just anything 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 is what I'm trying to say and sorry if I've rambled I really didn't have I don't feel like I've gone with a cohesive story there so I hope someone took something from it um yeah but thank you so much have the most amazing valentine's day if you are listening on valentine's day um i hope you have a beautiful beautiful day and always remember choose happy